Welcome back to the Well Podcast. So on a quest to find health and wholeness and truth and self-care and care for our families in natural ways, all the things that we talk about on this podcast, sometimes we have to be a firefighter. Now, my husband Bobby was a firefighter for 15 years, and so I've gotten to learn a lot more about the industry, and I feel like I have been a firefighter this past month with back-to-school changes in my kids' development and ages and different struggles that they're having, changes in my job and ways that I want to up-level the education that I give through the well and through this podcast and through my essential oil education, ways that I want to be there for my husband. There's nothing that has been super awful, but I feel that I've been a firefighter, that I have to put out the fire's when they're little teeny little embers but so that they don't spark into something bigger, right? Are you with me? <laughs> I bet that I'm not alone. And so if my brain is a mess, if I'm really all over the place and I'm always in emergency zone, it feels like chaos, right? And chaos makes you feel anxious, makes you not sleep well. In my case, it also gives me digestive issues. Your body through holistic health is always going to tell you when something's off. And I have felt the anxiousness, the not sleeping well, all of those symptoms in my body. So I have made a list today of eight different chaos creators because we can talk about solutions to stress and to overwhelm and to anxiety and all of the different things. But if we don't diagnose the problem, we can't find the greater solutions. So I'm gonna give you a list of these eight chaos creators and it might trigger you. It might make you feel more overwhelmed. But what I'm trying to do is to actually give you a lot of the problems so that you can pinpoint the problem and that you can find root cause, real holistic solutions in your own life. Now, these are not health things. A lot of these are just how your heart and your home are run, but I think that it's going to open up the can so that you can really get clear on what is causing chaos in your life. So let's find health and wholeness today by finding those chaos creators in our lives. Okay, so get a piece of paper, a pencil so that you can erase, so that you can jot some notes and let's jump in. Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Okay, so do you notice this in your own life? Do you notice that there's little things that keep coming up and you see them and you know that you should address them or they're going to be a bigger issue later, but you try to just 
get through the day, you've got to get the kids out the door, or you've got to make dinner, or you have to help your husband, or you just want to be there and be present with your kids at bedtime and be snuggling them, or you want to call your elderly mother who needs you, right? No matter what part of life you're in, we all have a really similar baseline of chaos creators. So let's jump right in. The first one is communication. Communication, or the lack thereof, causes chaos in my day. Now, you might be thinking chaos is like a really strong word. The definition of chaos is disorder or confusion. <laughs> so if there is disorder or confusion in your communication, it might be so simple. It might mean that there has just not been time to catch up with your husband. You've been ships passing in the night, or it's something that needs to be talked about without little ears around, or you just have not been able to get to it. It might be with your family, and there might be that there's not a communication system. Maybe you need a notebook on the counter because one child wasn't there when you get home from work, or one child sleeps in longer than the others and you didn't get a chance to say it, right? So it might just be that you need to find a different communication style. It might mean that you need to set up intentionally a time to communicate. So it might be that the time is not working. It might be that the mode of communication is not working. I know that I have figured out with certain family members that they will communicate with me much better via text than they will via a phone call. But some people will only communicate best via email and they don't like to text. <laughs> and so to remember who am I talking to, what is the way that they communicate effectively? This gets easier when your kids are older and they have a cell phone and you can text them, but then it also gets harder because then if they don't text you back, then you're nervous and anxious. Why aren't they testing you, texting you back? When they're little, you get down on their level and you talk to them, but maybe your kids, maybe you have a two-story house and your kids are upstairs and you're yelling up the stairs and they're not hearing you. Or you thought everyone heard you say that you were leaving the house promptly at 7.30 in the morning, but they thought that you didn't have to leave until whatever, right? So whenever we have a change of seasons, right now we're back to school, routines are changing, maybe we were more lackadaisical during the summer, it shines a spotlight on all of these lack of communication things. So in this paper that I'm going to be making you is I actually write down a little section that says communication. And I write down in there ways that the kids or my husband or my mom, things that I need to talk to someone about, but I cannot keep it all straight in my mind. So I have to jot that down under a communication section. And it might sound really simple. You might just think like, oh, well, just text them and get them off your plate. But if you're always doing something right in the moment, you think that it's getting it off your plate, but then they answer or then they need to talk and then you don't have time to do it in that moment. So finding time to set aside to communicate is so important. Okay, so number one chaos creator is communication. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> number two is cost. 
So do you ever notice that you get kind of derailed in your day, especially right now with inflation going up? Do you ever notice that you're like, oh, let me just run to the store really quick, but you go in and you realize that the cost of something has like doubled. And then if cost is something that you're really watching right now and you're being really frugal, like I'm trying to be a little bit more frugal right now than maybe I had to be a year ago, then it creates some chaos. It creates some disorder in my mind because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be buying that here. I should be going to Trader Joe's or I should be going to Costco, somewhere where I can get it cheaper. And for sometimes the price that you're willing to pay is for convenience. Sometimes you're not willing to pay for convenience and you really need to have cost be the deciding factor. Or what about as things are changing in our world, what if it's not a money cost, but what if something has has come unexpectedly that is going to cost you your workout or cost you your self-care plan or cost you your quiet morning time that you know makes you a better person the rest of the day. Um, there's always this like pivot that is normal for life, but sometimes it's really frustrating and sometimes it is the cost of something either going up financially or the cost of what it's going to do to your self-care plan that maybe creates some chaos in your mind and you don't know how to go forward. Number three, <laughs> this is a household one. I put competence because you're going to figure out these all start with C. Isn't that nice? It's so nice when something starts all with the same letter because then we can remember it better. <laughs> um, and I can make a really cute Instagraphic for, the, for you guys for Instagram. <laughs> but number three is competence. Do you ever notice when you, when you come up against frustration, again, chaos is disorder or confusion. So sometimes it's competence. And I don't mean that to say that anyone in your household is not competent, but sometimes you might outsource a project or ask someone to do something and they don't have the skill yet. I, I've written this down on my communication log is to tell the kids how a dishwasher works, for example. <laughs> you can't put a bowl sitting upright because the water will just gather in it and it won't get clean, right? And so there's all these little frustrations, all these chaotic things that happen in the day and you try to make a mental note of them so that you can do it later and they add up and they add up and they add up and they add up. Maybe it's your husband. You're thinking, I have asked him this a million times to hang up the towel or to please park on the other side of the garage or whatever it is, something that you see a lot of value around and either they don't know how to do it or it feels like they're not doing it on purpose. So competence is something. So write down things that you feel like, oh yeah, that's why I've been so frustrated because my child or whoever you live with, your husband, your elderly parent, whoever it is, is doesn't seem to have the skill to do it. And rather than being frustrated all the time and it creating chaos, you can sit down with that person and explain how to do it or negotiate or come to a compromise of how you can work together to be on the same page. That brings me to number four. 
Is the chaos in your home about cleaning? <laughs> Don't you love that these start with C's now? So if everything in your house does not have a place, it's going to create chaos in your holistic health, in your mind, body, soul, and home. <laughs> it's going to cause chaos. So are you going, this morning I was looking for my AirPods, could not find them. I wanted to go on a walk for my self-care, for my mental health. And then I wanted my worship music and couldn't find my AirPods anywhere. They're not where I usually put them. And so it created some chaos, some frustration, some anxiety, all of the things that we're talking about today. So maybe it's just cleaning that you need to take 10 minutes in the morning or 15 minutes at night, or I do it kind of throughout the day. I do little check-ins where I'm kind of tidying up and putting things where they go. Because as the homemaker in my home, the overwhelm comes when people can't find what they need. And so I try to be pretty strict, to be honest, that everyone puts it where it goes. And we take a couple minutes to regroup. Again, that goes back to that competence. <laughs> is that do, do the kids know where everything goes? Because if everything is in its place, it, it just really minimizes that chaos. The other thing is to have a cleaning plan for your home. Maybe that the dishes are not getting done or people are putting things in the sink or you asked someone to clean the toilet or the housekeeper, you, you have some help outside the home and she didn't do something or you need to talk to her about how you... Okay, when it comes to cleaning, I think it causes way more frustration than any of us let on. And it's just one of those nagging, chaotic, chaos creators that nag on us all day long. So maybe take a second and write down a couple things about cleaning in your home that are really creating chaos for your mind. Number five is your calendar. <laughs> you probably saw that one coming, right? If you are in a season where things have changed, what needs to change? What season are you in right now? Are you in a season where things are maybe getting more of your attention? I had a summer where I was traveling and I wasn't working as much. And now that school is back in session, I have PTO and I have more church responsibilities and I have more work responsibilities and my kids have a lot of activities going on, right? It's a different season. So looking at the calendar, where is it creating chaos? Where is it really bringing overwhelm and stress in your day where you have to pick someone up, but it, but, but you have to hit traffic just perfect to get to the next thing. What needs to be cut from your schedule? What did you overcommit to that you need to tell someone, you know what, I thought I was gonna be able to serve on this board and I'm just not able to. I don't have the capacity and I really wanted to, but it's just not gonna work out for my health and for the health of my first priority, my family. Okay, just for an example. Or what needs to be added to your calendar? Maybe it keeps coming up that you need an hour every single week to pay bills. And you have just been trying to squeeze it in time and you try to do it when the baby's napping or you try to do it when the 
older kids come home from school or you try to do it on Monday nights, but it keeps getting pushed off and pushed off and pushed off. And so you're not getting your bills paid. (laughs) Or maybe it is your self-care. Maybe you remember your self-care plan is as important as the weakest part of it. So if you are really feeling depleted where you have not been able to work out or you've not been able to go to the grocery store and to be cooking, that needs to be added into the calendar and then maybe something else needs to be cut. So look at the things that are not happening in your calendar and that need to be adjusted. Okay, number six is cooking, right? These are just all basic things that we all have to do. We all have to eat. So where are the chaos creators in your meal planning, your meal prepping, including grocery shopping, your meal cooking, or actually making the meal, and your meal cleaning up? We have to eat. We are human beings. I'm going to be honest, the worst part of being a mom for me has been that children have to eat multiple times a day. (laughs) I'm just being honest. It's too much sometimes. It's just, you feel like you have, especially when I was a stay-at-home mom and the kids were young, it was like I had just finished breakfast, had just picked up whatever it was or put in laundry, and then it was time for lunch. And then I just get with would get that cleaned up and then it was time for dinner. I mean, let's just face it. A chaos creator in our life is that we are sustained as humans by food. (laughs) So what part of this process is creating chaos in your life? Write it down. Maybe you need to go back to that calendar and maybe some meal planning. Bobby and I on Sunday night went to the grocery store together and we walked up and down the aisles together. You know, sounds like an amazing date night, I know, but but I was trying to find out what are some things that he would rather bring to work for lunch? What are some things that his kids would eat that we haven't thought of? We need to be getting more protein into the kids' diets, for example, and talking about protein. It is a really, really imp- important part of life And sometimes we just are pulling through drive-throughs because we haven't done the planning. So again, maybe that's what is causing chaos, disorder, and confusion in your home. And that needs to go back to your calendar. Number seven is culture. Oh, let's be honest. (laughs) Culture is creating so much chaos right now. And I'm talking about the greater society culture, some of the things that are coming at us as parents, coming at us as Christians, coming at us as business owners, coming at us as homemakers and with inflation and just hard things. There's a lot of things that are causing chaos, but those are not controllable, uncontrollables. So what can we control? We can control the chaos in our own family, the culture in our own family. And this is the thing, I'm going to be honest, this gets me a little bit choked up because this is the thing that creates the chaos as a mom in my whole heart and mind and soul. And then I snap about the cleaning or the calendar or the cost or that someone's not doing their chores or someone's not doing their job. 
but it's actually the culture that I care about the most of our home. That it is a place where God is honored, where we talk respectfully, where we look each other in the eye, where we think of others. All of the things that Bobby and I feel like we say again and again and again and again and again to our children, but they all hear it at different times and in different ways. And the culture of your home is a really difficult thing to maintain because it takes so much intention, so many teachable moments, so much grace, but also the rules. You know, the kids need to know what the rules are. The rules need to be clearly defined and explained on the level that everyone in the house understands clearly. You know, if your rule is to show respect, your two-year-old might not have any idea what that word means, for example. Or if your rule is to always show respect, but your teenager is never around, doesn't even have to show respect because they're always gone, then they come in just in time to leave. It, it all breaks down. What does this rule mean for this child at this time in this place? And if you're like me and you're parenting a lot of children, it's a different game for every child. And so it's hard to maintain a culture. We have my stepkids only half the week. We have my older children. Now we don't have my college kid at all, but we still need to talk to him. We still are his parents. Then we have the middle-aged children who are in and out, and their concerns are very different. When the kids were little, little, the game was totally different. It was easier to maintain the culture of the home, but in many ways more difficult because you couldn't have deep thinking conversations and they didn't understand as much. So there's a different kind of challenge to maintain the culture of your home at every single phase in life. And so whenever we're growing and changing and I'm healing as a mom, as a widow, still navigating my oldest son, not having his dad when he went away to college, for example. There's, we all are different. We have different parts of our healing that is going on. We also have different parts of our mindset, our mental health, all of the things that make us a holistic being. So stay tuned because I'm going to be doing an episode about writing a holistic health plan (laughs) for the people in your household. Because I think that this is what it comes down to as a mom, is I want to create a culture where my kids can come to me, but they also know that their mind, body, heart, and home plan is really tight and that we know what we're working on and that I know what needs they have and they are learning to be emotionally intelligent enough to check in with themselves. And so the culture of the home is such a big one. And I think that we worry so much about the cooking and the cleaning and the communication and the calendar that sometimes the culture of the home is actually what we are losing or we're losing sight of or there's just some issues. And that's what really gets to our mom's heart. And that is the thing that actually causes the anxiety and the overwhelm. It isn't really the calendar. 
It's that we want to know that our babies are being loved and nurtured in the culture of our home. And then that brings us to the eighth chaos creator. And this one is just really hard because it happens all the time. <laughs> and that is the crashes, right? Things feel chaotic. If you've ever been in a car crash, oh, I, I don't wish it upon you at all, but it is just mass chaos right away. Your adrenaline spikes all of your blood rushes to the primal part of your brain. You can't even think straight. Reason and emotion is just not reasonable. There's a crash. And these happen whether something really, really hard has happened. I definitely have some PTSD from my first husband passing away suddenly. There are things that feel chaotic and like a crash to me. They feel like trauma sometimes. And it doesn't have to be an actual car crash. It can just be a child coming home or calling and being emotionally distraught. It can be that your husband gets an email that is a really hard thing at work. It can be that a family member is going through a really hard time or is in an emotional abusive relationship. And it can be anything, but these crashes they come at us and they make everything feel confusing because whenever there's a crash, you have to just handle it right then. You can't wait. You can't say, oh, I'm so sorry that we got in a car accident and I'm just using that as the example, but I know that they're smaller, but they're still as derailing. I'm so sorry that we got in a car accident, but I needed to get my grocery shopping done because this is what I was working on right now. So we'll have to deal with the police report later, <laughs> right? And that's what it feels like. It feels like when these crashes come, we have to deal with them right then, but then our brain just gets sputtered all over the place because it was like, what? Who, what was I doing? Who am I? Sometimes the crash is just a temper tantrum from a two-year-old. I will never forget the adrenaline spike and the frustration and the anger, like the rage that I would get when a child would be disrespectful or so delusionally <laughs> chaotic in their response to something. And you'd be in a store or you would be trying to get out the door and you're supposed to be this patient, loving mom. And it was like, ah! I remember it like it was yesterday. They still happen, but on a different scale with tweens and teens and young adults. It's, a, it's the same kind of crash feeling when they're upset about a relationship with a significant other or when your husband gets something that is derailing him. It's a crash and it makes your anxiety spike, and then it makes you forget all of the other organization that you are working on in your life. And so we're gonna talk much more on the, on the podcast in the next couple, coming episodes about making a little bit more of a plan for these chaos creators, but it all comes down to whenever you feel out of control, whenever things feel chaotic, you feel scared. Anxiety is always misdirected fear. 
you're scared that something is not going to go right, that you messed up, that you're not doing enough as a mom, that you're overwhelmed. It comes back to all of those chaos creators, communication and cost and cleaning and competence and calendar and cooking. It sounds like a lot because it is a lot. We do a lot as homemakers. We do a lot as moms. And I'm just here to encourage you to give yourself a break. Practicing mindfulness is just doing one thing at a time. And so look at all of these things that we just listed that create chaos. There's no way to do one thing at a time. <laughs> There's no possible way. I know all that comes at you in a day. And we didn't even talk about if you work outside the home or work inside the home or all of your other roles and responsibilities. We didn't even touch all of that. So I just know that these are the biggest culprits in my life. And I want you to know that I know as a mom that your family and your home is your heart. And that is what you care about the most. And so I think these things are the biggest chaos creators in the home. And I also know there's a list that's outside of the home. And so let's take care of our home first because that's where our mother's heart is. And we'll go deeper into some of these other things. I hope that you are seeing that if you have a self-care plan that you've been working on, that you know it is how you can recharge so that you can take care of your family. But a lot of these chaos creators are interrupting that, that all of the things all compound on top of each other. And I think that looking at the root cause of what is causing chaos will help us find solutions. So you probably can already do it. You probably even acknowledging these different areas you probably are like, oh yeah, that's so simple. Why didn't I just stop and teach the kids to load the dishwasher the right way so that it's not chaos every time I try to unload the dishwasher and there's water sloshing everywhere. It sounds like it's so simple, but we have so much coming at us as moms that we don't have time to deal with some of these. And so let's be solutions finders. Let's be, let's have a plan, let's have intention and it is going to be the best way to get rid of the overwhelm. So stay tuned. Make sure that you're subscribed to The Well Podcast because I've got some really exciting things that I'm creating for you to help you get rid of these chaos creators. And if you're a visual learner and you want to see the list of these out in like an infographic, I'll be posting it onto my Instagram. So go to Kari Davis, K-A-R-I-D-A-V-I-S underscore the well on Instagram and you can save the graphic because it's going to be different tomorrow, isn't it? The chaos is always changing. And so to diagnose the problem, to do some deep diving into what is really going on and what's really causing your anxious feelings is to have this little list to go back to. So follow me on Instagram. I'll have it posted there really, really shortly and share it with a friend. We are better together and we are going to get rid of these chaos creators together. Have a good day. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well Podcast. 
please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.